Hello, everyone. Welcome to another spectacular, spunktacular episode of Spunk Lake Sports. Joined with Austin Klon here. We got a pretty stacked episode for you. Uh, the draft is heating up. I just had the draft combine. Uh, Vikings, not sure what they're going to do there, but uh, Green Bay surely knows what they're going to do at their quarterback situation. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is expected to sign an extension. He announced on Twitter. And then uh, peace of my mind, of course, one of your guys' favorite topics. And not to forget the rest of the sports going on around here in Minnesota right now. We will cover the Timberwolves. They're going streaking right now. Kind of a good time. Woo! Minnesota Wilds seem to be rebounding a little bit. And then we'll round out the show, the, the classic, the everyone's favorite random Minnesota athlete of the week. Should be a good show, folks. Episode 22 coming your way. Yes, sir. And we are back, everyone. Welcome to episode number 22 of Spunk Lake Sports, featuring your favorite hosts, Yas and Klon. Klon, how you doing this week? Anything change? Anything spicy? Uh, not, not, a, not a whole lot out of the ordinary. Uh, it should be the last cold day, it looks like, weather forecast-wise. I saw uh, that. Minnesota here. So Pop, maybe Pop even sent me a text saying it's, it's possible that's going to end soon. <laughs> it, yeah, that there's almost... There's almost a light at the end of the tunnel, it feels like, which is hard to believe, but we're getting there. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Awesome. Let's get into it here. Um, like I said in the intro, we got a lot of NFL news, just kind of in general here. A lot of moving pieces for quarterbacks. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, right now, we'll just focus on the Vikings draft as that is approaching. Um, coming up here at the end of April. Obviously, we still have a month plus in between here Klon. um but after the combine you know that kind of thing we got pro days coming up next uh has anyone stuck out to you as a, a possible fit for the vikings or who are your kind of favorite prospects going into the draft so far so far because this is one of those things i'll change every day oh yeah it's definitely definitely fluid and i i try not you love to draft season too though much. oh absolutely i try not to get into it too much till the combine's over and even still like i mean we got so much time there's everybody's gonna have their pro day still all that guys are you know you're gonna find injuries on guys and the medical records come out here the next couple of weeks try not to get too far into it but it, it is hard not to start kind of itching it you know kind of kind of getting back now, into especially the after mode. a new head coach new gm hire you're really wondering where their mindset's at too oh 100 i think that's kind of what makes this draft so fun is and in particular, just the whole class of players is there's a, a few different directions the Vikings, I think, could go. Yeah. I mean, depending on what's left, obviously picking at 12, but it's kind of a fun, fun little layout. Just, you know, the, all the options we might have and, and things that might follow us or where, what direction we, we decided to go, like you said, with an offensive coach versus defensive for a change. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah, kind of, I mean, kind of getting into it for me. Um, I, I really like the cornerback out of Cincinnati. He, uh, he apparently he did fantastic in draft interviews, everything like that. Like everything was spectacular. The six, three cornerback out of Cincinnati, Ahmad sauce Gardner. And obviously since your name is sauce or nickname is sauce, you, you, you have a lot of sauce. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I really Didn't do give like up one single I mean, touchdown in college. That's the yeah. biggest factoid of the draft. 
Yeah. Sauce has never given up a touchdown in college. That that is basically unheard of. I've never heard of a guy otherwise. I mean, maybe, <laughs> never do that. Was impossible. Everybody, but but that that is just ultimately impressive. That you know he did that for three years and played on a really good football team too. I mean, Cincinnati played in some big games in mm-hmm. his time there, so it's not like he just went to a small. He saw school, some real opponents nobody. at at the end of his career once Cincinnati started trending that in the upwards direction. Yep. You know, that's when the quality of opponents starts coming into effect, and he held his own. <laughs> every single yeah. game yeah it's not like he got he got beaten down or anything against those teams either so i, th- I think i would I love s- to see him love to see him in a vikings jersey i think he's one guy though after last week the combine that just performed too well mm-hmm. like he did he did too well like he'll be outside of the vikings reach unless we trade up which i don't see that being uh, an option i don't see it really being an option either however i think it would absolutely be worth it would that be something you would pull the trigger if it was there? Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I guess I don't know the depth of like cornerbacks in this draft. I know the top it's, two or three or you know, four they, guys for the first there's round. There's the type high, stuff. high tier guys, and then there's the end of the first round guys. Then you get into the, but there's really no guys that are projected towards the middle of the draft, more so higher right. and later in that first round. Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's weird. Like you said, it kind of splits us range wise picking 12, you know, we might be out of reach and then, you know, we might have to settle for a guy if it comes to that, but, or we might have I, to reach on someone that fits, right. fits the timeline, exactly. or fits, fits our needs, which I, I honestly hope we don't do, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm more, not of, a, I'm more of a best guy. player available type of guy. Like, exactly. Just they're, they're, well, and there, there's just so many positions. I mean, with the Vikings right now in particular that you can improve. There, yes. there's got to be somebody to take at 12 you know that's so, kind of my logic is sure we might not get Gardner we might not get the guy we absolutely want but that there's somebody there, there's enough talent in those first 12 draft picks that they can't yeah. take everybody like there'll be somebody that fits somewhere it's kind of my logic I don't know if it you know you seriously you want to look at receiver those two guys from Ohio State sitting there if they all all Olave, sudden follow Wilson. us it wouldn't hurt Olave ran a four two six. that's unheard right. of yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to putting a, a, you know, get your third receiver and make sure you have that, that position shored up already. Right. I think but, Adam Thielen's turning 31 or 32 this year. And I yeah. mean, NFL wide receivers, you don't really know how much time they actually have. Um, right. But I do, I do want to bring, I do want to ask you this. If you had to put like a kind of a wish list of, of positions in need for the Vikings, like who'd you have, like what position are you having at one, two, three, and then, you know, however far it goes. I think regardless of the players in this draft class, like not even looking at just that. Just general think number, positions. What do you know, we need? Number one concern, I think, is just defensive back. You got to get somebody. I don't care. Unfortunately. If more unfor- of like a strong Again, another first corner. Right. Back. I, I know, it's I crazy know, to say it. Right. I, I know like I hate first round cornerbacks because it gives me Zimmer PTSD, but I, I will be fine taking a cornerback this draft. Like if we need yeah. it because we actually need it, well, we have to address it. But yes, cornerback one. Totally. Number one. I, I think it's really kind of, it, it, it depends on the draft, but at two, I think it's a tie between offensive or defensive line. I yep. think either side of the ball could use a guy. It, I, it wouldn't hurt either way. I mean, it sounds like Bradbury's not returning very, very highly on reviews according to this, the, this front office and coaching staff. So Right. I don't know you if got benched last year or what you do, but there's got to be a spot for somebody mm-hmm. on the offensive side. Defensive, I'd, I mean, I, we need a pass rusher, I think. And 
the yeah, way the do. defense is going to be realigned to a three, four instead and, of a four, like, three, you probably want something to start to adding. You, and something we haven't even really talked about the like Daniel Hunter, you know, he's had a couple necks, like big surgeries here. I'm just really hoping right. he actually uh, has can return to the Vikings. And if we can pair him up with a defensive end as tenacious as him, that would be right. absolutely ideal, like a perfect general Vikings scenario. But yeah, I kind of <laughs> agree. I would say like I kind of agree with you there on kind of the wish list. Uh, cornerback, obviously, that's got to be number one that has to be addressed. Um, interior offensive line when we have Darissa and we have Brian O'Neill on the outsides. That's taken care of for maybe the yep. first time in our lifetimes. But now we have to take care of the interior linemen. We have a couple solid guys there so far uh, with Ezra Cleveland. You know, we've mixed and matched a bunch of linemen here uh, within the last few years that we've drafted. So just finding a stable offensive line would be ideal. Right. And then just and kind of on and on the edges on the defense, like you said. Sure. Uh, if Daniil Hunter's not returning, that might have to go to number two on the list because – it's we, just such an need, unknown right now. And yeah, I mean, if you don't have him looking back at this draft, you know, you're probably going to be kicking yourself because defensively we are a couple guys away in that spot. And even it sounds like the whole defense is going to shift. You know, the decor, our new D coordinator is going to want a three, four instead of a four, three, which is, hmm. I mean, you're speaking so, a whole different language for the people that maybe aren't familiar with that. When you switch your defense like that, you're that front seven's totally different. You know, your linebackers, right. your defensive linemen, that's all different totally stuff. totally made so up different. You, you don't want to put guys that were in a 4-3 out of position when we go to this new 3-4. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't I don't know for sure yet who's coming back yet, who's leaving. I know there was talk that Anthony Barr is probably gone. Um, no news on that how, yet. Well, right. I mean, I'm sure we'll see. I mean, when it all comes down to it, it would as long as we have really Eric Hendricks and our main guys yes. returning, like I think that's what's going to keep us afloat. I don't see Eric Hendricks going anywhere, even though we are switching up the defense. He's definitely a smart enough guy and has been around the game long enough to be able to mm. understand. He, like that guy knows the linebacker position inside and out. So yeah, and and middle linebacker realistically is maybe the one position that really won't change all that much. You know, like his mm. job wouldn't be all that different anyway. Correct. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. I think after two, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big flair for the dramatic guy in the draft, as you remember. So I like the, the home run hitting picks, you know, like a quarterback would be hilarious. I think I, I just like kind of that drama stuff. So I was just fun to see a quarterback up. there. It's not realistic at all, but like, you know, you look at Malik Willis and kind of gets the blood pumping a little bit that, you know, if he falls helping a homeless guy right outside the combine, like that's, that's let's leadership. Yeah. That's Stand determination. That's a guy who's seen it before, and that's a, that's a that's a guy I'd want on my team by far. That's a leader right there. Uh, just based off of one clip, you know, obviously I totally know the guy. Like we're probably best friends, I'm yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, really, really close to the really close personal friends with Malik Willis. Looks like but yeah, the big I mean, guy. just yeah. yeah, Malik Willis. I mean, he's he's an interesting prospect because he's not like the most athletic quarterback. Although he had 878 rushing yards second in college football or the FBS, I should say. Um, but a lot of arm talent, like people are saying he's got a Josh Allen, like strong type arm. Hey, I'm, I'm totally through, fine with that. Like through maybe the best deep ball at the combine they were saying. So right. Get the ball so down the field. Sounds like a, a nice option for the Vikings now with a new offense, but especially since he's more so of a project too. I mean, 
exactly. depending on whether we extend Kirk Cousins or not. Either way, I'm I'm liking that if we do take Malik Willis by the one two percent chance that we can sit him for two years under Kirk Cousins and let Kirk just kind of Kirk it up for two years. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Uh, but yeah, just having Malik Willis there, just sit behind and watch Kirk Cousins Kirk really hard, learn a couple things, learn what not to do in certain situations, just that kind of thing right. could could really be beneficial for Malik Willis, especially on a Vikings team like this, where we still have a lot of young talent on offense. Yeah, and and it's kind of an interesting point. I mean, we do still have Kellen Mond, who was rated pretty highly for you know where we got him in the draft, and I know Zim said like oh i see him off of practice he doesn't need to play but it was not having it but i just think i think part of that was the the bitterness of the front office clashing with with zim and the coaches and i would like to see what o'connell thinks of him but i mean if we go the malik willis route that pretty much nullifies any chance of that happening but i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed and maybe this is kind of my point. Maybe Kellen Mond is still that guy, but San Fran, the situation be mad because last year then we wouldn't have to G waste another Lance. draft pick on it. So, right, right. So I, I think you get put in that situation like San Fran, where they had Jimmy G, and could play him, where they started trying to mix it, and it's a little different. Like Kirk's not going to rotate at quarterback with another guy; he's going to start. But yeah, um, I just think having that guy right now to try to develop somebody, if you want to draft. Malik if he's there which I don't think he will be but or if you want to stick with Kellen Mond and you know last, see that last mock too. draft I saw he sh certainly could be at 12 or yeah certainly could be available at 12 obviously they're just mock drafts so I can't take him too seriously because with Russell Wilson getting traded I can see Malik Willis getting drafted right I think it's it's either 10 or 11 I think their pick is because they did that trade with the yeah. the uh Broncos who was the yeah there, there's no way like the Seahawks are okay with just sitting back with Drew Locke like there's, there's still options no though there's still Deshaun Watson out there we really don't know what's going to happen to him available obviously uh on top of that Jimmy G's still out there and honestly potentially Kirk Cousins right seriously I mean that's kind of that route too is and and it's so hard because you can't you can't predict what the Vikings front office is thinking right now. We don't know what they're trying to do. Even though, does it slightly concern you though that they that it see they seem pretty adamant on Kirk being their guy? That's slightly concerning to me. It doesn't doesn't concern me really. I I don't know enough. I guess I want to see this team on the field. You know, That's if they're true. confident in Kirk, Kirk can't be our quarterback for the next hundred years. You know, we are going to have somebody else eventually, but. And we could have somebody next. I think year it could be a good pairing too. I, in the end, honestly, because right. like it seems like O'Connell really want like from just all the Vikings news I've binged off of the last how since Kevin O'Connell got hired, basically, sounds like he really wants to build an like he's smart enough to build an offense that's catered to Kirk Cousins instead right. of just power running and then do play action and then have it yeah. just throw a duck. Like, it seems no, I, like I, they're putting a lot more thought into Kirk being their quarterback than Zim's, Zim's tenure with Kirk. Yeah, I, and that's my thought is I think O'Connell's just creative on offense, and, and he already knows what he's getting. He's seen Kirk Cousins play with the Vikings. He kind of knows what our guys are capable of, and Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins are fairly similar. I don't want to say they're identical quarterbacks in any way, but, you know, you can kind of shape some things, I think, to fit 
the scheme that he ran in LA, mm-hmm. whatever, maybe, but well, def- yeah, definitely see what's, what's coming up here in the next, you know, coming months until this draft day comes up. And honestly, we'll be talking about free agency soon here because it's, I yeah, think it's week. the 16th. Yeah, That's all week, coming week, up week from right now. So I feel like we'll be talking a lot of NFL news as well uh, coming up here because there's going to be a lot of big moves happening. We already saw a lot of big moves happen with Aaron yeah. Rodgers just putting up this massive drama fest only to sign with Green Bay once again. Once again, yeah, like, I, I thought it was a very slim chance he played anywhere else anyway. So it, it, I, yeah, I wasn't really getting my hopes shocking. up for sure. In the back of my mind, I was like, oh yeah. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers, not the NFC North, please, for the love of Jesus, make this happen. But in the back of my head, it was like, nah, he's going to be in Green Bay next season. Because there's like really no one else. Who else would he really go to that's better than or just as good as Green Bay right now? Talent-wise, that wide receiver. Tampa, Tampa Bay would be my only thought. Yeah, Tampa. So you Tampa got one or San other Fran, But they don't want to put Trey Lance on the bench again. You know, you don't. Right. You're not going to do that to Trey Lance. That just doesn't make any sense. Right. I guess you could consider Seattle considering DK Metcalf and Lockett, but oh, their defense is so God awful yeah. that it's just that team is a long ways away now. <laughs> they are a very boy. I wonder what, by the way, I wonder what's what, what happened to all those Seattle Seahawks bandwagoners from like the early, like early 2010s and like, yeah. or just basically all of the 2010s. Though. Like th- those people were off the hinge. They like how half of our school jumped on the, Seahawks bandwagon as soon as they got Every, good and everybody, changed their uniforms. Everybody in our high school from like 2011 to 2014 was either a Broncos fan or a Seahawks fan. Oh my everybody. god. You could not be Eric, more spot you either on. had Eric Decker or you had the Seahawks and they played each other in that Super yep. Bowl too. <laughs> yeah, Eric Decker. Yeah, we saw a few Ectec jerseys around. And then everybody one Tom was Brady a Broncos fan. fan or a Seahawks fan. Everybody was. <laughs> and then one Tom Brady fan. <laughs> and then yeah there was yeah the one or two patriots fans yeah so i mean just with the deal of aaron Rodgers itself we all expected this kind of i don't know why he just had to oh god he drives me crazy he just had okay to make this it. gigantic huge deal huge stick out of just deciding whether he's going back to green bay or not on the pat right. mcafee show like every other day Nope, still haven't made a decision yet. Ha ha ha! Like he's he's like a true troll, like a real life troll. He is. And he, I just he's he's one and, of those guys that just likes having fun with the internet. Oh my! Well, yeah. Even last year, this is what boils me even more. He posts this Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen poster or picture, basically. I'm sure representing him and Devonte as in the last dance. Yeah, he takes, but, it, but it's not the last picture, dance because sure, he's going yeah. back. So I don't know what he's talking about. Two. He only has one championship. MJ and Pippen had five at the time. So, oh, God, that guy just rattles me to the core. I'm okay with it. I want I want to see him twice a year again. I want to go into Lambeau and wreck their day. I, I'm fine with it. It, it, it always makes, makes it, makes it a little the sweeter when the, so much more fun. Yeah, it does make it a lot more fun. It also would be fun to see the Packers in, like, crippling cap. And they can choke again. I Yeah, because the details aren't, apparently aren't, set for the deal but uh one of like accredited nfl reporter ian rapaport said it was four years 200 million dollars so if that actually is the number which i'm not going to say it is because we don't actually know yet because rogers said it himself 50 million a year 
Oh my God. That is, uh, how are you going to put a team together? Which would be awesome because then we could watch the true downfall of the Packers because of Rogers greediness. And it would just be poetic justice beyond belief. Yeah. I mean, the salary cap is going up a little bit. They already did franchise take Devonte Adams too. So they'll have him back. Obviously. I mean, I don't think Rogers was coming back without Devonte, but oh, absolutely not. I I'm again, I'm good with it. They, they can build a team. They're going to get a couple other guys, but they're going to be roughly, you know, plus or minus a few names, the same team they were last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the $50 million. Did they, they release flexibility? but they can't make their team that much better unless they hit an absolute home run in this draft. It's just not going to happen. Didn't Zadarius Smith just get released by them too? I think so. That sounds, that sounds accurate for some reason, but it sounds yeah, like I, the Packers are expected to release Zadarius Smith. Yeah, so that's like one we'll of the, that's like a top free, three defensive player on your team right there. Yeah. As soon as free agency kicks off next week, you'll know for sure. I mean, they right. can't really technically can't really release them right now. They can notify them, but they, they don't know yet for sure, I guess, but I'm not, not that worried. I don't, number one, I don't think the Vikings you're going to want to get into like the season outlook and we're going to talk about this for six more months, but right. The Vikings aren't going to get that much worse as long if we keep Kirk, obviously, if we don't, that this conversation is irrelevant, but right. the Packers aren't going to get that much better. Mm-hmm. And if the coaching improvement is as big as we think it is, then we'll I don't be know fighting. Why we're worried about Aaron. We'll be we fighting can, for it. We should have, we beat the Packers once and then we started Sean Mannion the second time. We could have beat him twice. Right. I don't know why we're so afraid of the Packers. I, I mean, obviously, would we like to cakewalk the division? Sure. But I'm not, I'm not terrified of him coming back. I mean, that's not a big I, I mean, if you look at Rogers' record versus division rivals, I think it was like 17, 10, and one against the Vikings. So against a Hall of Fame quarterback, we're actually holding up decently well. And he had a lot of years where he played some really bad Vikings teams in there. Yeah. Real, I mean, you're talking god awful Vikings teams. Like, like the last one, oh, the last four Pondies, years, he's below the Pondies, 500 against the Traverses. Us. I mean, yeah, he played bad teams. <laughs> this team, the last five, six years, it it hasn't been 17 and 10. It's Fights been, every single time. It's a close game every single time at this point right. for the last five, six years. You can beat them unless not, we're not worried about starting it. Sean Mannion, obviously, but. Yeah, that, I mean, that Joe Webb, I mean, yeah, the, you want to go down the line. There's a few clunkers in there, but. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what not, about not uh, what about Seattle finally sh- or shipping off Russell Wilson then? Thank God, because I didn't I don't want to watch another Vikings game where they chase around what Russell Wilson in circles for like 20 minutes. That was the worst. So I'm really glad he's out of the NFC. But that NFC West quarterbacks of Mahomes, nuts. Wilson, Herbert, and Carr, who I am very far lower on than everyone else, but he still had a really way. solid season, and that's going to be an absolute bloodbath in the AFC West. Yeah, I mean, what what a battle that's going to be. Uh, like, I, I'm glad we're not in the AFC West. I'm no. okay with being with the Packers, but that's different. The only time I'm glad to be in a freezing cold state because I don't have to be in the yeah, AFC. We'll stay AFC over West. here. No, I, I don't mind that trade. I think it's, I mean, obviously good for Seattle, good for Denver. Their defense is good. Yeah, so Seattle won't go around nowhere. Russ in the draft they, here, they, and they might it wasn't be something. Going nowhere. Right. Yeah, it, it was over. It was time to be done. 
I, I'm a little front. This almost could have been my piece of my mind. I, I'm a little blown away by the Seattle fans on Twitter that are siding with, oh, we should have fired Pete Carroll and kept Russell Wilson. Like, do you realize how building teams work? Like, Russell Wilson's not getting any younger. Not getting any younger, and he's going to ask for a fat 40-plus yeah. million dollar and year He's going to get his money in the next couple of years here, and you can't just pick up. It's kind of the cycle the, of, like, so a smaller players. market like NFL team. Like, oh, you, get, yeah. you get a really great quarterback. You drag it out as long as you can. Once the pay, massive, massive payday comes up, that's that's when you just cut it loose because then you have to you're just there's just no other money to spend. Yeah. And I'm not saying Russell Wilson's like over the hill, I'm gonna become bad, but I don't think people realize like you're not just playing Madden and the longevity <laughs> of a coach is much longer than a quarterback, especially a quarterback like Russell Wilson who needs to move around. It's just time to restructure. It's just time to start over. And I don't see why getting a haul of draft picks. I mean, what'd they get two first and two seconds? Yeah. Like that's not a bad return for and, a guy that won you a Super Bowl. Like and it's just Drew Locke, of course. He knows young Jesus, oh, yeah. so it's you know, it's kind of a watch at that point. Yeah, I mean start him, win the Super Bowl, whatever. <laughs> just kidding. He, he, I like he'll Drew put it Locke, on but, for his city no matter where yeah, he goes. He, he's not good. <laughs> and then actually another shocker today, uh well, not really a shocker. We all expect him to get traded, but Carson what Wentz going to the Commanders. Wow, that's that's rough for Washington. Not gonna lie. What a desperation! Funniest move. thing I I find the funniest part is that he has to play Philly twice a year again, and Dallas. Yeah, I'm sure the, and the all Philly those fans NFC won't have anything to say about that. Philly fans won't have anything to say about playing Carson Wentz. They'll they'll be really quiet and and peaceful about that, but. No flagpoles oh are being climbed there, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna be a disaster. But what a what <laughs> he's gonna have so many beer by... cans chucked at him. I swear Just, to God. Oh, what an awful move by them. I don't understand it. Like, I don't. Why do you want him? Like, what has he done? I guess that... two two third round picks isn't like. You know, you can toss it out there. I guess. I, I get. I get. I get that, and I'm okay with that. They didn't give up that much, but like. What what's their end? Where are they do you expect this to go? Are they drafting a quarterback? How do you expect this to work? <laughs> are they, I mean, are they going to draft a quarterback? Because if they do, you know what situation they're going to be in. Well, it'll the be Jalen Hurts. They were yeah, in with it would be Philly all Kirk over Cousins. again. Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz gets a big head. He gets mad. He lets the lights get to him. Then he ships himself off. Yeah, like, or I, that, I think, that's a good example too. But I think that's what we've kind of learned from Carson Wentz over the years is that. Just got kind of soft skin. Great, like great, great, good talent, solid talent, and everything. Good athlete. Does get hurt a lot, but he's just lets things get to him. And just looking at the things that came out of Indianapolis from the one year with Carson Wentz, they weren't thrilled with him. And just, I mean, there's got to be something more than just Carson Wentz, the quarterback. It's got to be Carson Wentz, the teammate, and that kind of thing. But I guess that, I guess just seeing the Twitter reaction with his teammates, they enjoyed him, but uh, maybe it was a different coach player kind of thing. GM owner player, who knows, but weird, weird trade from like a straight up X's and O's statistics standpoint. Like, do they think he's still 
the 2017 guy? Like, do they think he yes. has that chance yeah. of being anyone that, that picks up Carson once from here on out is hoping to God he goes back to the 2017 Just form. Catch lightning in a bottle one more Seriously, time. Seriously, that's I, mean, I guarantee that's what they're hope. That's what happened. That's what happened to Nick Foles. Like he, but look, but look his at, first stint with Philly went to went to St. Louis was terrible. Came back to Philly, won the Super Bowl, and then bounced around like ten other places. Chicago, they signed him to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. Well, that and that's just my logic is like you look at Washington's football team right now and they the only way they're that competitive. And I know the NFC East, besides the Cowboys, maybe isn't viewed very highly right now, mm-hmm. but they, they would need 2017 Carson Wentz to be relevant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could make the playoffs under 500. I could see a wild card doing that out of there, but it's the NFC East. Yeah. Right. I, but I just don't understand, like, are you trying to have a quarterback competition? Do you still want Taylor Heineke? Is he irrelevant now? I think he was just on a one-year deal, so I guess it doesn't matter. But are you drafting someone? I just don't get it. Like, it doesn't get mm-hmm. you over the hump. You could have just drafted Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett and get on with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and just develop. Because right. you, you didn't young have to go get Carson Wentz. Like Carson that, that, that didn't help. Older. Exactly. Unless you think Carson Wentz is going to be your clipboard holder eventually here and coach this guy, this young Which quarterback you might draft. is incapable of doing. We've seen that multiple times already. Well, I just, I just don't think Carson Wentz is in that position to be a quarterback whisperer yet. Like, what's he no. doing? Why? I just He's don't still get, pretty young, It doesn't make honestly. any sense to me. Like, I just was trying to figure out, like, their whole, the whole scheme to this. And unless, unless they start him every game and want 2017 Carson Wentz to come back, I don't know what else they're going to get out of this. I, I really don't see it, but you're going to get an Indianapolis Colts Carson Wentz season. Solid numbers, a lot of mistakes. Not the guy. That's that's going to be the conclusion of this. Just, I, I don't mean to describe as like just his style of play. I just feel like is dangerous, like reckless. It's James yeah, reckless. Winston There's the type, better but word. more almost more bad decisions. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to agree there. Carson Wentz is just, I don't know. You know, I haven't been a fan of the guy since the draft. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Since, I, I've, yeah. I've been since on this Carson Wentz, not that good train for quite some time. So I, I know where my head's head's at here with this, like not the best trade. He's, he's your Kirk cousins type quarterback, basically. Like you're, he's a, he doesn't have the same play style as Kirk cousins, but the end result resembles Kirk cousins. If that makes sense. Like a poor man's Kirk. I mean, if you told me tomorrow morning that the Vikings were exchanging Kirk for Carson Wentz, I would be pissed. I would just I'd much rather have. I'd Kirk probably than shrug my shoulders because it'd be like that. I'd shrug my shoulders because it'd be the same exact thing. Hopefully, Ooh, we get like a third round pick Ooh. in return or something. I don't know. If we're trading them, we we lose the trade. Yeah, I mean, whoever gets the Carson better Wentz. player usually wins the trade, and. From here on out, definitely Kirk Cousins is a better player than Carson Wentz at this juncture, oh, at least. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100% he's better. All but, right. Well, let's jump into the last uh, little tidbit here before we jump to break. Peace of my mind. Klon, do you want to go first or should I rip it? You go first. Start. I feel like I go first. All right, yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. So I, honestly, off. I was waiting for you to just give it to me one of these times. Pass the torch back, yeah. <laughs> go nuts. Uh, so my peace of my mind. Outside the sports world this time uh, goes to my 
my uh, landlord slash people I pay my rent to at my co- or apartment complex. Oh, they, they like remodeled like the pool bathroom, put up lights, like painted the place. And my rent goes up $100 a month. And now my fridge is out. Like they didn't fix, they, did, they didn't give us new fridges, like nothing inside of the apartments that make it better. They just like put lipstick on a pig, basically. They, they put some lipstick on a pig and now the that stuff that I need to work actually are starting to not work. But then everyone's outside working on something by the pool every single day. Like, come on, man. Come on. You can't just raise my rent. Everything just cracks out right, right in front of me here. Sounds like you're going to not paying to... $800 a damn month for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not much to, of a negotiator when it comes to rent and I'm not much of an expert either. But I mean, I'm I not an expert, but if you're, if your shit's not like working, fix it and please don't raise my rent <laughs> that's fair well i think everything's getting more expensive now so you might be kind of stuck in that rut dude but... gas prices are like are, are over four dollars a gallon here not fun it's, it's trending to be over four here by the end of the week so took 51 dollars to fill I'm up consider my walking gas tank. 20 miles to work i yeah i'm putting on the roller blades we're, we're going back to the 90s here i'm blading everywhere I buy a horse. Ride a cowboy. A cheap horse. You should get yeah. I, you should get a I cheap a horse. Hard to take care of a horse. Can somebody answer that for me? Is it that hard? Ah, uh, you can let it like roam I, in your backyard. You know the wiffle ball field. Well, you might wiffle to... field can't get touched though, so we're not to be careful there. <laughs> it might turn yellow from the horse shit, but <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need to be careful. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm not the right idea. What else can I do? You I need could, an alternative uh, form of transportation. Uh, well, you yeah, could get a light rail in Avon. <laughs> Yeah, build a train. <laughs> Bring the train out. Used to be railroad tracks on the Wobegon. Maybe mm. we could turn them back into some. Shout out Wobegon. Shout out Wobegon. Avon gets their weekly shout out. Charlie, go team. Go team. Is that your piece um, of my mind or what? Yeah, well, piece of my mind. I <laughs> have one. It's not much of one, so it's really not a big deal. But my piece of my mind this week, I wear hats. And, I mean, the people that watch our clips on on the internet or see pictures of us or know us personally i guess know that i wear hats all the time probably almost too much probably too much but that's why your hairline's receding now uh also debunked fact our debunked <laughs> theory I, thank I, you I, i've done my research my hair's falling out but it's not because i wear hats it's falling out it's by itself it's genetics um mm. piece of my mind this week for hats velcro hats just in general oh velcro hats are weird that, that's like they a six-year-old. That's a hat your like five-year-old kid wears. There should be no Velcro hats. And I, I, I don't make hats. I don't manufacture anything. <laughs> Velcro hats suck because you can never get the two straps to just lay perfectly square on each other. Oh, that drive. I think that's why I hate them because that drives me. I'm one of those like, oh, I guess OCD. Like those, that, right now. that type of thing bothers the hell out of me. This right here. Yeah bothers no. like this isn't like i can up, see it it's already off it's driving it me stick. crazy oh drives me nuts i hate it why are they not the buttons all on there man like there, there's like 20 there's like 15 buttons you know 15 adjustable sizes just right do that yeah and you want to make it just a little bit tighter or a little bit bigger it's like building a rocket ship it's impossible but <laughs> um, you don't know where you were before yeah probably <laughs> You can like try to measure, but it just doesn't. Like, it doesn't do it. Oh, uh, okay. I, well, how tight does them. it go now? 
At least with the buttons, you can just go one button up or one button back. Right. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, I'm a connoisseur of hats, so I wear them all the time and I know them. I just need my hats to be completely idiot proof. Yeah. Velcro hats suck. It's just flat out that I know they're probably cheaper to make and that's why people make them and sell them. But come on, I'll pay more. I'll pay more for something that's not Velcro. Klon. Confirm not a fan of Velcro hats whatsoever. <laughs> 100%. This might be All the right. only Velcro hat I own, actually. I'm not going to lie. I think this is. It's a pretty sweet oh. hat in the front. But yeah, the, once you flipped it around and you see the uh, see the Velcro, the, it's kind of a tough scene. Lopsided straps in the back. The yeah. lopsided, yeah, yeah, the lopsided stupid. straps. It's not straight. Like that's, That drives me crazy. Dumb. Well, what, do you want to take a break here or just keep ripping it through? Let's keep ripping. This guy's car's got to go in the shop later tonight. So, all right, sweet, sweet. So, where are we at here? I think Wolves was next, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. We're on the, bas- the basketball side. God, this is I. Yeah. How happy? Uh, honestly, scale one to ten. Look. Be realistic. Don't say anything over ten. How happy are you about where the Wolves are at right now? Just stay to the Wolves, free Aust. Well. I might have to clip this so people can see my gigantic smile, but I know you want to say like 20, but keep it realistic. Like 10 is <laughs> Real- win the finals. Like we won the finals at 10, 10. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I would say 37 and 29. We have less than 20 games left in the season. I think we have 16 or 17 games left eight games above 500. This surpasses my expectations by a couple games because you look at the roster and like we we talked about this before the season you look at the roster and you're like this if this team stays relatively healthy there's no possible way we can be 10 games below 500 there's just there's just too much talent here to end up 10 games under 500 and you can see it when you watch the games we can win games off of talent alone now, which is just mind-boggling crazy. Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell are out now. Well, now Cat steps up completely, doing what we've wanted him to do for years now and completely takes over a game. Granted, it was against like a G League Blazers squad, but you can't complain. Doesn't with matter. the You literally just can't complain that he's doing – we're burying the teams we should bury. That's what it all comes down to. Agreed. And that's what's been critical about this last five-game stretch. And besides beating Golden State and Cleveland, we've taken care of the teams we needed to take care of. We still have two more to take care of, one starting in about two hours here versus the Thunder. Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell confirmed in, so they are back. And then we have the Magic after that. So two very winnable games. The Thunder are on the biggest tankathon streak. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's so gross. It's gorgeous. It's the ugliest right. thing I've ever seen. But we need that because that's that should be an easy dub. Magic should be an easy dub. Then we have a really tough stretch coming up here. Very critical though, because if we can win these next two games, end up ten games above five hundred, puts us in a good spot to separate ourselves from the eight spot Clippers, which we also desperately need. And on a scale of one to ten, where does that put us? Give me a baseline for okay. the next. I didn't so even I answer the question. Now the that I think month. about it, I would say this puts me at a six and a half. 
Okay. I get excited about the Timberwolves way too much. And I get about excited about basketball way too much, but my thoughts are realistic. I try to keep yeah, them keeping realistic. things in perspective for you is big here. Yeah. This is, this is one thing that we need to keep in check here. My ego for the Timberwolves. No. Yeah. This is about where I expected them a couple games better than I expected at this juncture in the season. Nothing to complain about right now. Honestly, we had a pretty tough stretch at the beginning of the season, but the thing, the main thing for this team is the fact that they are progressing each and every game and they're showing they care a little bit more every game, which is something we've never seen in our lifetime with the Timberwolves team. Right. Unless we are shitting our pants in 04. Yeah, right. Basically, I, I will say this is the most i think i said this last by show far the, the most fun, the most team. We fun got Pat season shooting t-shirts t-shirts on the t-shirt cannon mid-game that's hilarious right we need, yeah. a we need a character like that whether you like the act or not in the middle of the game i don't care minnesota has been starving for a basketball team for very very long and now that we are showing signs of being one gotta have some fun with it man like we've suffered for way yeah. too long to not have a little bit of fun here yeah the, the 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 haters on twitter i guess is the i don't know why that's the word i came up with just the negative people in general that were ripping on us for for celebrating and having a good time after absolutely obliterating the trailblazers this weekend it's like, awesome what did you what did you want them to do just sit there and be like all right next game like come on man and those, and those are the people who don't really understand the history of the Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't think. Like, right. Well, that last, too. We're, 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 I'm just thinking in general. Like, we're the shooting Warriors for our first six game win streak in 18 years right now. Like, we don't have anything to be excited about. So, when we have something mildly exciting, we're going to get excited about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with anything that happened. It's not like Pat Bev was shooting the t shirt gun at the Trailblazers. Like, just drills yeah, one of the guys right in the face. Yeah, I don't I don't see why it's such a bad let them who cares? Like it's the NBA anyway. A lot of times in in, in I don't want to generalize just basketball, but in football too, when it's a blowout, stuff like that happens quite often. You know, maybe not yeah. t shirt guns, but guys are out signing autographs, doing dumb stuff. Like it's not the first time somebody's done something like that. I don't see why it's such a big deal. But, now, if we did get obliterated tonight by like 20, I would be pissed if we lost I'll, the thunder by I'll 20 tonight, i would be furious that. you can't just celebrate like that and then not show up against the thunder that would actually drive me to another level of insanity yeah no Finish i agree with you. and that would be that's that's something unfortunately i think we're kind of accustomed to is the highs is and the that, lows that baby fall off the the wild the, the wild thing we're at valley fair the wild yeah thing. From, from top to bottom in, in 1.5 seconds. <laughs> the highest highs and lowest lows, man. I, I I would say like that. I and it, I hate speaking in generalizations and cliches like this. Um, but this is such an important stretch oh for the Timberwolves. Like this next month is so this, important. This this is and we say I'm pretty sure I I've said that it, for at least every single month. But, but damn, this like, is like the end of the season this is like franchise defining of yep. one month like 20 plus 20 games or whatever you said this will yeah. decide a lot of things like if we go crazy take care of business get to the sixth seed wherever that lands us and then go make noise in the playoffs 
I mean, this is such a big moment. 16 games. Right here. The, and the, I'm not sure if you've been paying attention to the standings at all, but the most annoying part, because we've discussed this before, uh, to not be in the playing tournament, you have to be a six seed or higher. Well, the Nuggets and Mavericks, who are the two seeds above us, are literally refusing to lose right now. Literally just right. deciding not to lose ever. Nuggets are nine and one in their last 10. Mavericks are eight and two in their last 10. They have a five game win streak. The Nuggets have a three game win streak. We have a five game win streak. Like, this is going to get tough down the stretch. First team to Blink's going to lose. I mean, it's, it's a staring contest, basically. The Wolves just. Who's going to crack first? Job, who, you know? who is going to crack? And I'm sure it's not the Nuggets because Nikola Jokic is truly on another level right now. Right. He is like. He's the player that could succeed in all decades of the NBA. Yeah, that's and if he played in any other decade besides this one, he probably would be considered a top two player, like in the league at that time, or number one, probably probably number one. So between them and the Mavericks, it's really going to be tough to get a full playoff series. I'm not getting my hopes up because the Nuggets and Mavericks are going off. I mean, I guess the Jazz are in with are within range too, but we have two games against the Mavericks coming up. We have at least one more against the jazz. So there's cert and one more against the nuggets, certainly like ground to be made up, but man, it's, and it's, you sca- it's scary as a Timberwolves fan, dude. It's it's scary because it's fun. We know what happens every about. single year. It's finally not. Hey, if we get this pick in the lottery. Yeah. Right usually here. I'm scouting. I'm scouting players right now. I'm scout. I'm getting my NCAA tournament book ready to scout yeah, who's going to fit on the wolves for next year. Like, but this is a different beast here. So I'm super excited to see what happens and extremely scared to see what happens at the very exact same time. Just anxiety through the roof through yeah. a team. I'm not even close to affiliated with, but I put way too much emotional investment into <laughs> invested is one way to put it. Invested, right. So that's the Timberwolves. I mean, kind of heading over to the Minnesota Wild. They've kind of gotten, you know, they've, they've been trying hard. <laughs> they've won uh, three out of the last five after that uh, long streak we had. So kind of getting our feet wet again. Goaltending still not where we'd really like it to be. Um, current standings right now, we're sitting in third place in the Central Division, just past uh, Nashville by one point here. So, Klon, I mean, do you see it? Is it getting any better here? Or are we kind of running in well, place? We're going hamster mode. Little bit, little bit of the, the hamster on the wheel, but we're recording here on Wednesday the 9th. So, the Wild did just play a really good game last night against the Rangers. Um, they did. I did watch that game. That was a it fun was a, one to watch against one of the it, better teams in the NHL. Right. So, that, that looked like the wild team of, you know, a month or a month or so, excuse me, a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And that was more what we expect. We're finally healthy. First time we played with everybody. I saw a stat. First time we played with our entire opening day lineup since November. So good to get everybody back on the ice. Lord. The goaltending, like you said, Talbot, a little shaky still, but that that's a lot of goalies in hockey. It kind of goes in streaks. Packing yeah. into hasn't been the most confident looking either lately. Uh, they can come back. I'm not not too worried about those guys. I mean, Talbot was just in the All Star game, so 
I mean, and just started the All Star game. So we got a good is one. See the there. Wiggins. Uh, is he the Wiggins him. of the NHL All Star game? <laughs> right. No, definitely not. Um, definitely, definitely hit a little bit higher than that. But they're fine. I mean, Kirill completes. Kirill played like a man possessed. Um, he was on another planet. Yes, and, we need that. Especially, and, yeah, I mean, we need we need that for him to be good. I I still don't think this is a team that should make a move at the deadline here. Um, the next couple weeks, I really just don't. I don't see it. Just we'd give up too much, in my opinion, to gain not enough. You know, if we win the Stanley Cup, it's going to take a, a miracle type run. Not a miracle, I shouldn't say that, but huge run type thing. So you just got to be realistic. Like, don't, don't sell still the a decent amount of games nothing. left, about 26 left, 25. Yep. Yeah, a lot of games still. So. I'm not worried, and, you know, they they finally played better last night. Even the game they won through this tough stretch in Philly, they didn't look good doing it. Um, So I, I, I think now we'll see. You know, give it another week, see if they're really – if we're falling apart for, for real and this is all coming – It's all just been a facade this entire season. Right. Or if we get back on the horse and get back to winning, you know, we, we're, we're fine. We're still in the playoffs. Nothing – we just can't let the losses decimate us. Like yeah. young teams, we've discussed young teams multiple times on here. You can't let one loss turn into five losses. That exactly. type of thing. And we definitely hit that stretch a few times this year. Granted, COVID was definitely involved, but yep. it just shows the makings of a of a truly young team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in, inexperienced, I guess, in other words, too. We have some guys that have been around a while, but just haven't been. I don't want to be great. They just haven't been like leaders on teams before. So having guys having to step up, be some, you know, take over new leadership spots. It's all kind of still growing for the wild. So, right. Like like you said, a lot of games left. And as long as they're getting points every night, that's the beautiful thing about the NHL is you don't necessarily, you know, you want to win every game, but you don't have to, as long as we try to get that one point. And keep yeah. going forwards, that's important. Just don't don't take close. any regulation losses. Par birdie, par birdie. Either yep, tie exactly. it or be up by one. Yep, just don't go backwards. So I think they're fine. Just, you know, got to wait and see is really kind of where we're at. You know, see yeah. what kind of team we get here. Definitely got a couple winnable games coming up here. Uh, next five we're looking at in Detroit against the Red Wings, in Columbus for the Blue Jackets at home. For the Predators at home for the Bruins, that's gonna be a toughie. But then we got the Blackhawks after that, and the Blackhawks are in shambles, which you just love to see oh, every time. What a collapse! Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just it's beautiful. Fun. From a from a Wild fans perspective, and especially from a guy who just doesn't pay attention to hockey but also just hates the Blackhawks, just beautiful, just beautiful. Yeah, you gotta like it. It, it yeah. it's still good for Wild fans of present day. It's still fun to see that. So. It'll be All interesting. Right. Yeah, those, those are winnable games. So we'll see. I mean, it's kind of a, like I said, kind of fluid still. Correct. All right. Well, let's round it out here so you can get your car in the shop, Klon. Uh, <laughs> random Minnesota athlete of the week. Uh, been, been getting kind of, you know, I've been feeling it's been getting kind of bland lately. I feel like we've been missing some guys, but this this round, I, I like who we got up on the board. I, I think we're going to bring back, back some good memories. Old ways. Getting back to our old ways here. Uh, I will go first actually because i'm pretty excited about this one that it just hit oh, me just take it man go ahead well, stop you. i got i guess again recording here on the ninth so conference tournaments for college basketball are just starting up 
the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, March Madness is upon us. We, we are just at the beginning of it now. Go for a start um, in I had 50 dip, minutes. Exactly. Had to, had to dip in, had to dip into the March Madness pool, had to go find a golfer. So I went and found none other than Mr. Blake Hoffarber. Oh my God. A Minnesota native. Yep. Known, probably known more famously for a shot he hit in high school. Um, state championship game for Hopkins. Hit a shot. You all know it. Uh, sitting down, actually, <laughs> in the target center to win the state championship. He, like, fell over, caught a rebound, made it. It's a crazy go. You got to go look it up. Shut um, up, Blake Hoffarth. I hope you're listening, buddy. So that's where he, he, he cut his teeth, uh, made his name, actually, probably before he even got to the school. But played four years with the Gophers. Solid career. Nothing to, you know, played on some good teams. The 2009-2010 season for the Gophers was one of the better ones of the last, oh, yeah. well, I guess, we're over a decade now. But. He, he, again, oh played, played with some good good talent there. He averaged 10 a game, or I guess 9.6 throughout his career. Uh, was known, obviously, a little bit as a shooter. Shot over 40% from three. So, this is a solid career. But, um, again, I, I'm not sure why that hit me today, but his shot from high school just kind of popped into my head. I don't know if it's, like, coming up on an anniversary of it or something. But oh, It's just a legendary shot. It's a staple for the Minnesota basketball tournament every year. If you ever go to the Minnesota State basketball tournament, that highlight is playing at least a few times per day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no chance you don't see it. Like, you, you'll, you, it'll run into you. And if you, you don't know what we're talking around. about, trust me, you have definitely seen it before. You, you, you have, watch any yeah, type that, of sports, which I'm assuming you are, since you are currently listening to this podcast, you definitely know the legendary Blake Hoffarth shot. But yeah, wanted to get, wanted to get the March Madness juices going. Cause next week by now I'll be, I will have filled out my 300th bracket. So I yeah, like, I like that we're doing this. We're, we're fitting the vibe here. Cause uh, it, it just brings back great memories. Just even though some, some of those Gophers teams maybe made it, like one round into the NCAA tournament or didn't even make it still some fun teams we had back in the day. And yeah, that's awful saying back in the school. day is like 2009. That is crazy to say. And I mean, making a tournament is just half the fun, just having a game to really get invested in. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the golfers as the 14th best team in the big 10 right now. So that's not great. We got to think back <laughs> after to a solid time. start. I know I brought him up earlier in the year and I was pretty excited actually. Cause I just love Minnesota basketball, man. But yeah, the, didn't they start like 10 and one or something, 10 and two. And you know, just didn't win a game after that hot start, but the big 10 is still the big 10. And yep. I was just going to say as soon as big 10 team. play hit, it was just game over from there. Too many bigs. You could tell that go for a squad this year did not have enough size. They, if we there got, was a we big, got buried. Yeah, Cokeburn for Illinois. Oh, my God. I have never seen someone just bury a team before like that. Mm-hmm. Just literally whatever you want. Like, just give him the ball, and he's actually literally going to score with brute strength. Like, we just exactly. lack strength and size. Uh, but I'll round out the show here. Definitely sticking with the March Madness theme. Uh, this is probably the most generational Gopher team, at least of my time. The twenty from the 2012 to 2013 Gophers, yes, the Tubby Smith 21 and 13 Gophers. Got to go with one of my favorite guys off the team, uh, Trevor Mbakwe. Absolute yeah. stud. Absolute stud. You remember him? I know you do. Oh, absolute, yeah. absolute brute. Didn't have like 
great size, but was just probably the strongest dude in the Big Ten, like his senior Seriously. year. Yeah. Absolute, Got every rebound. Absolute dump truck of a human being. Averaged 12.1 points per game in three seasons uh, at the U. Nine and a half rebounds per game and yeah, one and a half blocks per game. Just an absolute athlete. Like he was an athlete that could also just brute strength score it inside too. Your old school classic basketball type of guy. No. Ran it on a team with, I know you remember almost all these guys, Andre Hollins, Austin Hollins, Rodney Williams, who's another personal favorite of mine, as well as Austin Hollins. Austin's are kind of just goats, as goats, as, as an expert, as in myself would say. Elliot Eliason and Wally Ellenson. Those are all the names. And Andre Ingram. Oh, Andre Ingram. Yeah, huh. we, that is that is probably the most recognizable Gopher team um, from growing up that I remember. I know we were probably Easily. we were in high school by then already. We, but, I mean, I remember getting ranked that year, and that was literally the talk of talk of our group for a long yeah. time. That Gopher team. I, I unfortunately want to say we got upset in a t- tournament. One oh, of those I mean, years. we definitely didn't win the tournament, so we were upset. Well, yeah, I wasn't upset. We didn't win the whole thing. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, uh, I I just remember that team as being very memorable, and then like 2010, also there were a couple guys. But yeah, definitely the most fun Gopher team we had, just and probably one of the best to be honest with you from our in lifetime recent so years. Far. Definitely in recent years. Yeah, since since today, that's the best team. Oh, since I mean, today, to today, by far say. the best team. I mean, yeah, we've seen a couple the of them team. come up with Amir Coffey. I think, the, yeah. I think Amir, no, Amir Coffey, that team didn't win a game in the tournament. They did yeah, win did. that game. But we they, beat they, a couple good teams, we? they just, just didn't mesh as well as that team. Everyone knew their job on that team, I felt like. Everyone knew what it took. Totally. I got to go back and look because there was a year – in the last few that we did win a game in the tournament. God, did we win? Was that with Amir Coffee? I th- yeah. It had to. Obviously, I think it had we, to have been. I that was our last good Louisville. team. Got to look. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Lost second round right here. The 2018-19 team. Who did we lose to again? We, boy, oh, boy, I hope this shows me. It was Amir. Amir, Jordan Murphy, Daniel Oturu, Gabe Kalsher, Dupree McBriar. Yeah, Isaiah Kalsher was a snipe in that tournament and in the Big Ten tournament. Oh, come on. Show me who we played. Schedule 2018, 2019. 2018-2019, we in the tournament beat Louisville 86-76 and then lost to Michigan State. Yep, that's what it was. I remember beating Louisville, and I was like, you know, the stars align. We got a chance here. We got a chance. (laughs) We we just get obliterated that Michigan State game too. Yeah, it was seventy to fifty final score. We got twenty balled. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but they were that Michigan State team was supposed to go. I think it says here they were ranked number five in the country at the time. I think they were a two seed. So I think we were. Were we at seven? We were a seven or a ten? I think we were a seven. Think we were a ten. Were we the ten? No, we're the ten. You're right. We were the Louisville is a seven. Yep, you're right. And then we lost to Michigan State, who I think ended up going on to like the Elite Eight that year. They were pretty good. Yeah, kind of ran into a absolute demolition derby there. So, yeah, I got great stuff. You got me. Oh man, the the March Madness juices are flowing now. 
Are we back? No, Are we look. back? Oh, it, we might have to do like a uh, top five like Gophers team power rankings or a top five like most fun like March Madness teams. You could throw in Jimmer in there. Oh, should just pick up our teams. five favorite. We should do a draft next week. Five favorite March Madness players. Easily, let's do it. All right. Yep. All right, you guys already you guys heard part of the production meeting already. So next week we're yep, doing that's a how we rankings. schedule things most of the time around here. <laughs> These do not that, get the, the topics do not get scheduled State 30 team. minutes before the show. I promise <laughs> that Michigan State team did make the final four. That would make sense. And then lost to Texas Tech. They had Jaron Jackson fact, on that team, I think. In U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. Oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah, that was fun. That was nice having it out there. Had the Super Bowl and March Madness in like within a couple years. That was dope. Yep. They're back to back a couple years. Yeah. Two years. Nice. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone. Uh, actually, for listening to Spunk Lake Sports, this was episode number 22. So we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Uh, definitely getting a lot more content out this coming week. Just got to push myself a little harder. I know I need to do that. But I promise I'll get some stuff out to you guys. Um, but, Klon, any last words for us? Most wonderful time of the year. Next week. Get excited. Well, I, by the this time you guys are listening to this, so As soon as the conference already. tournament start, it is beautiful. It's go time. Go Gophers. We're winning all. Big Ten. Got to go on a run here. Got to get hot. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week. We'll have more Spunk Lake sports for you. Thank you.